podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Toda buena fiesta comienza con un buen outfit y tu próxima cita es con JCPenney, en donde encuentras de todo para cualquier ocasión. Ya sea elegante o casual, tenemos puro estilo para ti. Desde vestidos, trajes, colores y estampados. De marcas como Liz Claiborne, Worthington, Stafford y J. Ferrar. ¡Ay, no olvidemos Thereabouts para los chiquitos! Descubre lo último en la tienda o en jcp.com. Estilo de pieza a cabeza para donde sea que vayas. JCPenney. Welcome to the Five Year Plan Extra Podcast. Hey! <laughs> a very happy one because yet again Palace have scored in the last minute to get all three points against Watford in a game that was, well, we'll come on to it. Unbelievable game. And um, this podcast is sponsored by Miranda James Photography for professional, unique photography of weddings and more. Go to mirandajamesphotography.co.uk. Oh, and we're outside um, the, the Homesdale bit um, with Rob Sutherland. Hello. And um, making his debut on the pod is Julian Chenery. Good evening, everybody. How are you? I'm very theatrical this evening. Thank You're you. very theatrical every evening. I know, dear. <laughs> We've had a wonderful evening here at Selhurst Park in the Holmesdale end of the ground with my friend Robert Sutherland. And I have to say, two very potty-mouthed people behind me, they kept shouting at that poor linesman. I don't know what he'd done wrong. He was awful. It was the same linesman as He was awful. Yeah, he was atrocious. But, I mean, what a brilliant... Into a really awful game. <laughs> I mean, Palace. Were, Palace. Were, I mean, I, I'd say that's that Palace's worst performance under Hodgson, don't you think, Julian? They're, they're I awful. The first half versus West Ham was atrocious because that was when I thought it was the West Ham were the first, worst team ever to come to Sellers Park. But we were worse. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was pretty poor. Yeah, pretty yeah. poor till cleverly kindly went off. Marvelous. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I completely forgotten about the cleverly red card. I mean, I, you can't really say it changed the game because I think you know, by then Palace were pressing anyway. The thing, but... that, the thing that changed the game was Wilf going on the wing. Uh, for both because it just exposed their fullbacks. they didn't know how to handle it they, I mean he, he just tore them to shreds and on both occasions he put in the winning crosses well that and I think uh, the physicality of Sacco coming on because he, I think he yeah. uh, technically as we say in football didn't give a shit and was going to dish out some of what Watford yeah. were dishing to us yeah, so well played Bakari thank you so yeah, much it's funny seeing everyone going Sacco Sacco then it was Bakari no, no. you know what else the other thing that was really good is Watford played a very cynical game and, and had it not been for that we wouldn't have had the six minutes at the end no, of the match. That's true. Yeah. You know, that player that fell over on the, in the far corner and he, he, he was clearly not injured but he just made a meal of it because he thought he was playing out time but the referee, in fairness to him, who I thought was a little bit, he, he just was a bit too I soft. I thought he was poor really first he, half. He added those minutes. And he did those, add those, those minutes. Yeah. The, other, the other lovely thing to have seen was, was the goalkeeper, of course, beautifully time-wasting. In fact, the, <laughs> the cynical tactics, which are very fair, of course, in the Premier League, uh, of, of, you know, you're 1-0 up to a very soft goal and you just just run the clock down was when Jules did exactly the same thing when he got the ball and when the ball was in the corner flag it and Ruby great, and the it? others they were just you know getting the kick, uh, shit kicked out we actually did it with purpose because we only had a few oh, minutes left okay let, let's talk about Wilf though because in the first half Watford they, they, they wanted this narrative to be Wilf the villain all the fans are having oh, a go was, at him yeah, he has yeah. a hand gesture and stuff. it's all about wind up Wilf and you'll get nothing back and it worked and, it and yet in the last five minutes it's Wilf that creates the goals but, but why is it one that it's so easy to get in his head and two why do we can still rely on Wilf to make things happen. See, I think the thing is, there is, uh, there is an element of 
Wilf plays to the plays to the audience a little bit, and and the referee at that point is expecting him to make a meal of everything, and as a result, doesn't give it. But, but even if they just every, fouls, oh or... yeah, of course. And but that's partly it because he, because of his his kind of exultant approach to how he how he you know how he reacts to being fouled. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't, but it does. That's the problem. So Wilf Wilf sorted his head out in the, at half time. Came out second half. Again, he wasn't, he wasn't really that impressive for, the, for the, the majority of the first half. He didn't get the ball off and didn't do much with it when he did get the ball. But the minute we put him on the wing, the minute he, put, he, he was exposed one-on-one against their fullback, they really struggled with it. And on both occasions, that's when he ended up creating both the goals. I really get the idea why Wilf is playing in the hole, because yeah. he's very, very fast, and it's his pace that frightened people. That's why he got two penalties at the weekend. But, you know, I hope that... The management see he is so effective on the wing. He frightens the shit out of fullbacks. And when we have, I, I have to say, I think Benteke had another fantastic game. It's when his knockdowns don't link up with anybody, it becomes frustrating. I thought, is that why Wilshire is nearer him though? In, well, in he was he wasn't he was near him for a lot of the time, but the knockdowns don't seem to be going to the to feet, and uh, it's it's just a matter of, of working at it and working at it. Teki had a, I thought not a fabulous game today. It was really unlucky not to score the winner. It was a holding forward. I thought he had scored the winner actually. No, I thought he had scored the the equaliser. It wasn't. It was, it was, it was a proper holding yeah. forwards performance. Yeah, um, and it's a shame that players around him didn't didn't quite link up with him as well as they could have done. But again, I, th- I just thought. Um, Second half, we weren't, we really weren't in it. And MacArthur was, I thought, was great with his directness. It, we we yeah. won a free kick late in the game because of that. It put them under pressure the whole time. The impetus wasn't there. And then for the final ten minutes, that's where it was. We were pushing and pushing and pushing, and ultimately we. we you you have down. to say with this team, like yes, I think today there was a lack of quality. Like yes, I thought there was a lack of confidence in the first half. But there's something about this team where they keep fighting to the end. Yeah, Judy, regard, res- even if they're playing badly, Jim. And, and I think what what has really happened is the mental tough which has grown since Roy has been here. You can't switch that on overnight, but it has certainly grown. Look at the times we've equalised or won games in injury time, and today we won the game, well, I think, uh, after the 90th minute. Uh, you know, we equalised them one after the 90th minute. That is mental resilience and mental toughness, which has grown on the training field. That's where it comes from. I totally agree, but we have, you can't overlook the fact that in the first half we it were was atrocious. really poor. Yeah. And, and, and yes, we've won this game, and you could say it's a turning point, you could say whatever, you know, it's confidence booster, but we have to be realistic. That first half, or even let's say the first hour, was really lacking you know confidence and poor, and that, that's worrying. You've also got to give Watford some credit here because they they, they turned up with a with a very specific game plan. Very good they scored plan. scored a that really far too part easy goal. Game plan score, they, really. they scored yeah. a very easy goal against <laughs> us. For you know, for the, the, their, their goal was way too easy in terms of, of, of our defending. Yeah. But after that, they really they turned it into a cynical kind of battle between individuals, and and then and and that's where we had difficulty because we weren't playing the way that we know we can, and we didn't. Until the final 10 minutes. Do you think we also f- fell into the trap of slowing the... P- we were too slow. Of course. They slowed the Absolutely. game down and we fell into the trap. Yeah, yeah. There was one point where Jules wanted to speed the game up. He zinged the ball out to the left wing and everybody was still no, jogging was around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and why is that? Is that like a confidence? Why do we seem to take ages to make things happen? I know, God I know. knows. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 25,000 people see it, can see it and I don't know why it must be confidence must it it must be lacking the little buzzy player the yeah. little Barry Barons that used to buzz around and get the momentum up. Johan's terrific at it yeah, yeah. but he's tiring it does he's carrying an injury as well yeah. that's exactly it I, th- I was going to say I think that's partly one of the reasons that we've had difficulties because Dubai for the last three games has basically been crocked yeah. you know he's, he's had to go off at 70 minutes because he hasn't, hasn't been and coming up. back to the game plan 
cropped early on as well. I think I said yeah. to you, oh, look, game plan. There we go. Crop yeah, yeah, Johan. Yeah. But why is it other teams? We don't do this. Are we too nice a team? Yes. We don't, we're not cynical you know like but, Bournemouth. But like we, the we got cynical in the second half. Like in the, in, the, in the latter stages, we did actually end up clattering into them a little bit. Like, like having Bakari Sacco doing stuff like that, yeah. just nudging them out. Sorry, excuse me, swearing, but nudging them out of the way. So I've got a lot of bleed to do tonight anyway. Sorry, but using that upper body strength, the guy's yeah. a, a, a unit. He's a, a real difficult physical player to, to beat. He might not be that great on uh, on the ground with the ball, but in terms I of I actually just... thought in the last few games he's put in quite a few decent crosses. Yeah. Like actually, he's been he's been okay. But is, is it a bit worrying that we're relying on players like Bakary Sacco and, and Macker yeah, to come a, on and change? It's a squad game, isn't it? It's just you know at the moment we don't have a, de- a hugely deep squad. But ultimately, it's players like that that you kind of want to make a change. You want them to actually have an influence. And in, in both cases, both our subs ended up doing that. I think it was three subs, wasn't it, in the end today? Yeah. Three uh, subs. Van Arnholt, oh, yeah, Van Arnholt. So that's the first time Roy's used three subs, I think. Yeah. He normally oh, uses wow. three subs yeah, yeah. in three games. Yeah. That's the first time we've won by, by Tim, when, by when that guy from wherever he is, Ian the Moose, turns up. And it's the first time we've ever won when he's been in the ground, as far yeah. as I think. I think he should be banned from Tillers, to Absolutely. be honest. So. God, yeah. <laughs> Anyone that calls himself a Moose is obviously uh, some kind of animal fonder. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, on that note, <laughs> You're gonna have to bleep that let's out. hear from Roy. Let's hear from Roy. This is what he said to reporters after that late, late win against Watford today. It's a different you played much better than this on Saturday, ended up with a point, and you walked away with three points today. How do you explain it? Yeah. I don't explain it, I'm just happy about it. <laughs> uh, but I agree with your analysis. It wasn't one of our better performances in terms of the quality of our play. But there's been so many games this year, both home and away, where the quality of our play I think has been actually quite good. But it's not always brought to three points. So I think like all football managers, I've said in the past, I'd rather have the three points irrespective of the performance rather than good performances which don't give the three points. So there's no complaints from my side tonight. And I commend... The players' determination, their resilience, their ability to keep going and their ability to sort of weather, if you like, some unfortunate moments during the course of the game. They did, yes, that's good, yeah. Pleased about that too, but I don't take I don't take as much credit for those things as some people might want to do. I think you make your substitutions often through reasons of that are forced upon you. For example, the right back went down injured. You know, it wasn't necessarily our intention to change him. Um, but when you're losing and you're having a fair amount of possession, and you've got players on the bench like James MacArthur and Bakri Sacco, it's not a not a difficult decision to say, well, let's see if they can come on and with fresh legs do something in the last 15 and 20 minutes. <coughs> and if they score goals, it makes you a genius. I know you're out of the relegations, and that's not. Doesn't mean a lot at the moment, but considering the position the club we're in at the seven games, it is a remarkable transformation to be where you are. That's nice of you to say so. I think that the biggest transformation for me, or the, the, the most pleasing transformation for me, is the way that the team is is playing or trying to play, the way the team is is working so hard, if you like, to to get results wherever they can. Um, but it's a long way to go, and I think. For a good period of time going forward, we're going to be in and around that, that uh, relegation zone. One, one week we'll be in it, one week we'll be out of it. So I think I'll just keep 
pushing my message, which is not just a message to the fans and anyone out there, it's also a message to the players that you know, each game really is an opportunity, each game is a, a potential banana skin or a, a potential, I don't know what the opposite to a banana skin is, but whatever the opposite is, it's one of those. And if we can at least continue to show the fight, because it would be very disappointing for me if ever we find ourselves in the relegation zone and we aren't at least fighting as hard as we were today to get out of it. Obviously, not the best of performances tonight. Was that a bit of a knock-on of the disappointment of Saturday? Do you think the first half? They, I think we would agree they weren't at the races really. I think that's hard to say. Not at the races. I think you'd have to. I'd agree that Watford were the better team in the first half. But I mean, let's be fair. You know, they they are a good team, Watford, and they've had a very good start to the season. Uh, they've had some very very good results away from home. They're very athletic, and furthermore, after three minutes, they're leading one nil. So in actual fact, a lot of things that were going for them in, in that first half in that respect. So I think I would rather put it that, yes, we weren't as good anywhere near as good as I would like us to be, but I give some credit to Watford for not allowing us to, to, to get at them as we maybe have done against some other teams. Well, you've been in the game a long time. I mean, how incredible was that final few minutes? Because it was, it was some turnaround, wasn't it? Yes, it was indeed. Um, I don't think it makes a lot of difference how long you've been in the game sometimes. I mean, I, I constantly get reminded I've been in the game a long time, but uh, it doesn't make a lot of difference at the end of the day whether you've been in the game for five minutes or a number of years. I think that football matches have always got their own story. Uh, what makes football matches exciting is that no, nobody before the game starts can say what's the, what the story is going to be today. Is it going to be exciting? Is it going to be not very exciting? Is one team going to dominate? Is it going to be a close game? We just don't know. And I think the beauty, and we see it very often, I think, in the Premier League, that because teams are fit and because teams do fight to the end and because teams do have bigger squads with substitutes who are worthy of a place in the team, we see quite a lot of late dramas. We've been involved in a lot of them ourselves. But I also see them in other games as well. I know you keep finishing strongly, but the flip side of that is you're making slow starts. Is, is that a concern for you? Well, I don't know. That's, I mean, that would be based on a sample of one. If you say we started slowly today and didn't play anywhere near, I totally agree. We didn't make a slow start against Bournemouth. Against Bournemouth for the first ten minutes, we, we almost scored two or three goals and were very, very good. So it's not something that concerns me because it's not something which happens all the time. But of course, we, we were very happy with our start today in any respect, not, not only for the goal, but also for the way we were playing. So I, I'd accept your criticism on today's game, but I don't think it's a trend. Well, you may, you may not want to um, blow your own trumpet, but... I might. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. You joined outside the transfer window. You've not been able to sign any players. When you took over, no one really gave you a hope too easy too, too early to say I think um, I think that when you say no one gave us a chance I think I think I and my coaching staff gave ourselves a chance you know we didn't in any way feel that this is a hopeless case even after the first three games when we lost all three and albeit the two of them were tough games um, from the moment I, I started working with the players I found a group of players who I thought were willing to to 
buy in, if you like, to the type of work ethic and philosophy that I and my coaching staff have. And I also thought I found a group of players who would work very hard for each other and not give up at the first opportunity and would do their level best to become a better team. And full credit to them for doing that. And that, that's, it, They do work hard on the training field. They, they do concentrate. They do focus. They are interested in, in trying to play as a team, uh, which makes your job as a coach very easy because you know, they're, they're actually saying to you, right, you know, we're going to play the instruments, but if you could just give us some sort of lead as how you'd like the instruments played, we'll, we'll become your orchestra. Is that mixed metaphors there? I don't know. Alison? Roy, maybe redemption is too strong a word, but would you agree that all, really all I think it helps Ali but I think he would have have liked really to have scored a goal or been able to do something a little bit spectacular during the course of the game it wasn't easy for him you know their their three centre backs were very very tight markers and there was a lot of situations in the game where fouls could have gone either way Uh, too many went against us for my liking of course but I'm sure Silva will say too many went against him for his liking Um, but the, the thing that impressed me with him was that he kept going he never he never hid and he did something really quite incredible in the last minute of the game which you know is not he's not associated with when he chased that ball down back to Gomez and forced Gomez into a, a poor kick and the ball went out of play and effectively killed the game dead for us uh, it's a minor moment in the game I know and I'm I'm sure it, it's not going to be flagged up as one of the highlights of this football match but when you're a coach, sometimes those type of moments mean a lot to you because we do work with him and encourage him to, to work a bit harder on the defensive side of the game, which is not natural for him. So when you see that happening, it's, uh, it gives you a, a little bit of pleasure. Roy, well, is a similar sort of dramatic result to when you beat Man City with Fulham all those years ago? No, I can't remember that. <coughs> how does it compare to that and what kind of boost does that Manchester have? City, forget, what was the result? <coughs> <coughs> No, I don't remember that one. I'm afraid, you know, my memory is very selective. It's, it's strange for me not to remember ones we've won, but I do have a very selective memory, so I can't, I can't really help you with that one. But there was, there was lots of moments with Fulham. The one moment from Fulham, there's two moments which, of course, will always stick in my mind. One is the Juventus victory when we looked down and out after they took an early lead, and we were dead and buried. And, of course, the most important one was Danny Murphy's winner against Portsmouth. I don't think I'll ever forget that. Well, they're very happy at the moment. You know, as, as as down as they were on Saturday, having seen a potential three points, you know, disappear and have to settle for one. Today, it's the exact opposite. You know, it's it's definitely sadness and euphoria. There's a bit of euphoria in the dressing room now, and they're all very happy with each other. But they've got to settle down now, enjoy their day off, which they fully deserve. And then Thursday, we've got to get back to work because, you know, we've got Leicester City and Swansea away now. And uh, if we want to capitalise on these four points at home, we really need to try and take something from those games as well. Well, he's got he felt his hamstring at half time. He was insistent on carrying on. Obviously, it didn't work. You know, he he had to come off because he felt it even more. I would think we'll have to wait until certainly tomorrow or Thursday to see the extent of the injury. Luckily, Martin Kelly is is fit. 
So I've got a, another bona fide right back in the club. And even Joel Ward, I, I don't think he'll recover for the, for the weekend, but he's not far away. Okay, thank you very much. Five-year-plan podcast extra. Hooray! Uh, <laughs> sponsored by Jane Photography for professional, unique photography of weddings and more. Go to randajanephotography.co.uk. Great. Yes, I will. I okay. thought you were going to say something. I don't know. <laughs> well, Flashbang wallop, what a picture as well. Roy, I was, Roy, I was we, really we, surprised at how, how positive Roy was. But So, okay, that was Roy talking to reporters there. Um, obviously ha- happy. <laughs> um, but would you be happy after that, Julian? Oh. After bearing in mind the 90 minutes wasn't actually, it wasn't actually that great. It was dreadful. I mean, let's face it, the game was crap, but the extra time was brilliant. We played <laughs> dull and dire football. We were dragged down well, to Watford's That, that won't sustain us for a season. We can't keep relying on late goals. Nope. Absolutely right. But one hopes if we can hang on and hang on and hang on and be in touch. Uh, I think we're 17th tonight, but out of the bottom three, First time. we stay in touch wow. until uh, through Christmas. We've got some tough games coming up, but we've got a real chance to shift the team around, shift the squad around in the transfer window and get some energy back into the club. Look where we were, look where we are, and look upwards. That's what I said. There's some people to catch up in the peloton there, and we can drag them back pretty quick. Five points behind Brighton now. I think, is that right? Something like that? Exactly. I don't know, I haven't seen the table. You mentioned the B word, and you weren't going to mention the B word tonight. Brighton. Brighton said it again, that's twice, two mentions. Um, the, the thing is, I mean, we, we said, didn't we, we want to get to 16, we were saying on the pod, 16 points for Christmas would be the one. I think it's 14 yeah. points now. It is the sort of game to stay away if you hadn't got, if you got nothing or got a, must, a point. It was, a it must was win, really. In a way, that's, to me, from Macca, that's a season saving goal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it, it was a must win. We needed to, we needed, after what happened last uh, at the weekend, we really needed to get three points at some point. Um, a point wouldn't have been enough. And, and it just, it's amazing how these kind of things happen. You don't expect it. You, we didn't expect James MacArthur to score a last minute winner. Well, I, I did. I put him in my fantasy team this week. Oh, so. <laughs> but, it's not, but it's not only a, a win, and it's not only four points out of two games, which I think we all would have taken at the beginning yeah. of the week. But yet again, we're undefeated. This, this un- unbeaten run is going on and on. That, and was that, that six, seven six games now? Six games unbeaten. This, this is good form. We, are, we have got good form and the teams around us have not got good form. When you look at the league tables on Match of the Day... Very quick point. It's, it's the saying, isn't it, though, that if you play badly and can win, then that's, a, that's not a bad sign. Well, we can do that. We did that today. We can do the first bit really easily. We did that, we did that today. We played badly, we won. Yeah. There's a lot of positives to take out. Well, I, I think, think the energy from the three guys that came on helped. Even PVA it's all when about he came momentum on. as well. Just keeping that momentum yeah. going, keeping those points turning over and, and dragging other teams that are above us into the mire. And that's ultimately what's I, happening. I've got a mate who is a Watford fan and even in the 80th minute, he texted me to say, I'm worried. We're going to lose this. Really? And I when, didn't when, see that, when, we, when we scored, you could see, not only did the 11 players, or sorry, 10 who were on the field, heads went down, so did the 2,000 people in the corner. They all went, ugh, we're losing this. And I think that fed it, infected Watford's team as well. Yeah. I think they knew. They're a nervous team. And when Wilfred was running at them, yeah. it was absolutely Well, they hate Wilfred. They absolutely hate Wilfred, don't they? And, and that's why they targeted him before the game, because they know the only way to stop him is, is to get in his head. Yep. And it's kudos to him that even into the 88th minute, he's still pushing. He's still got the quality. And, and, you know, I was saying, I was saying that Wilf lost his head earlier. I thought he'd lost his head. But actually... He, he managed to track it back, and it is, it is all credit My to him. My favourite other Wilf moment was right at the end, where he walked over to Watford fans with his ears cupped and just just soaked it all up because he won us the game with that with those two assists. He's so cool. He was such he was it was such an uh, uh, 
typically Wilf performance where Wilf you have moments of nothingness him. and then yeah. just two bursts of ridiculous energy and creativity and brilliance and look at what happened. What are we going to what do we do about Benteke because yes it was another good performance but it's, no, it's another non-goal I mean how long does he go on with this run without scoring and, and, and will it affect his confidence? Well it shouldn't do because um, I thought he was fantastic for the second game running uh, he nearly scored that equaliser because uh, it, uh, uh, the first shot went in then it rebounded the Tekkers and it was only a point blank save from Gomez that pushed the ball out to that stunning Sacco guy <laughs> that smashed the back of the net but the, the point he's in the right places the balls are coming to him it is only a matter of time he's winning so much ball in the air he seems to be in the right places and he, he, he I, i'm trying to think of any headers he lost today in the air he was very good as long as he keeps doing the right things yeah. you're not you, you can't complain really uh, today he ran ran his, himself into the ground he chased lost causes. He headed the ball as often as he possibly could. He nearly got on the end of at least, I think, one cross, if not two. There was one in the first half that he kind of pushed, put, put, nearly got onto the he end of. He was, you could see those efforts He's from him. He's a bit more of a threat. He needs to just be more, he just needs to be a bit more confident and chase those crosses into the box. He was just gambling. Absolutely, he was chasing people down. What do you say to the fans? You know, the few fans that were muted booze and his name was read out and the, t- and the team was read out earlier. You know like, people are frustrated, but is that the right way it's, of, of you showing? Know what, it's forgivable. I mean, after what happened, Everyone was really disappointed at the weekend. We were all really deeply disappointed. So was Benteke. You know, and he, he, he ultimately he fronted up. He did everything that we asked him to do, that, that seemingly Rod, Roy Hodgson asked him to do. You can't ask anything else of him other than scoring, and he very nearly did. So you can't, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, let's move on from that com- calamity and just accept that he, he played his part in a win. Ultimately. I might be biased here. I thought he was stupendous today. I thought he really put a shift in. Not only was he holding the ball up superbly, people were knocking the ball at head level, chest level, foot level. He was killing it dead and laying it off. He really worked he get, his guts he, out. He, he gets so many free kicks going against him. Like referees are really harsh on him sometimes. Yeah. There was a he's lot not going his way. He's probably got a little bit arm bowie, little elbowies here and yeah. there. But I mean, they, they, they get it in their head. They get it in their head. They, the, Wilfred will go down and, yeah. and they, they, they don't help him out. But um, I think he's turning the corner. Had, had, if he stays injury-free, I think we're going to have a, a good little run here. Had we lost today, you know, or even drawn today, how would you be feeling? If, you think- if it was a draw, I would have thought at least we didn't lose. If we'd have lost, I would I have gone think. to the pub and had a few pints. And this pod would have been cancelled. It would have been deep concern, I think. Because, you know, at that point, you're at the bottom of the table. You, haven't, you don't have that momentum. You've lost that momentum, essentially. And the performance just wasn't very good. So you, you kind of do worry. But the, it's, it's moments like this can, that can turn a season just as the moment that, as it could have happened last time. Right. OK, okay. right. Sorry. Jim, can right. I just do one thing before we go, which is to say hello, everybody, say hello to everybody at the Dubai Eagles, especially Steve, whose dad's life was saved here at Sellers Park by the Palace Paramedics. Everybody at the Dubai Eagles, hello, it's me. Right. Thanks to Julian and Rob for being on the pod and thanks to you guys for listening. Unbelievable result here at Celeste and Palace March on. Is that a season-saving goal from Macca? Possibly. Um, there'll be no full-length pod this week because midweek games kind of screw up, screw up our schedule. Um, but there'll be a post-match pod um, from the Leicester game. So uh, keep listening. Um, keep passing on your feedback to these extra pods. If you like them, please let us know. And uh, follow us on uh, social media for the latest Palace gossip and reaction and stuff. And that's it. Keep the faith, guys. We may just have saved our season. Thanks for listening. See you again soon. Bye. Sports Social 
Podcast Network.